Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fastamai and welcome to Spotlight with me, Sarah Hendy. On this week's programme, I'll be speaking to the first Manx youth bard. And hip-hop artist Mikey Gatt gives us the first radio play of his new release. spotlight at manxradio.com if there's anything you'd like to share on the show and you can find details of today's guests on the spotlight blog at manxradio.com where you can also listen again to the program on demand or as a podcast and you can subscribe to the series via google itunes or spotify we're heading west first today to speak to writer and english teacher at qe2 high school Usha Kishore, whose students Esther Walters and Holly McRae came out on top at the competition to be the first ever Manx Youth Bard. Usha was full of praise for this exciting new initiative and told us how proud she was of her students. Thank you, Sarah. First of all, let me thank you for the support of Manx Radio and yourself and Howard and everybody for promoting poetry on the island. Uh, From a school point of view, we are absolutely delighted that two of our students are Manx Youth Bard, Holly, and runner-up Manx Bard, Esther. We are over the moon. And as a poet yourself, as a writer, you must be really pleased that young people are taking such an interest in this um, medium of expression. I'm delighted that uh, our youngsters are taking keen interest in poetry especially. Um, Esther is a literature student at A-level and Holly is a set one student doing language and literature at GCSE and we're very proud of them. We have concentrated on the Manx culture and both students have written about the Manx culture. Holly has written about Fenella, as she will talk to you in detail and Esther has written about her advent to the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember when I was at school, Manx culture wasn't something we talked an awful lot about, especially in literature or in storytelling. Um, how, do you, how do you connect young people with, with their heritage and with the, the native stories of the Isle of Man? Uh, my collection on Manan and Sile concentrated on the various uh, mythical, legendary and linguistic elements of the Isle of Man and the promotion done by Culture Vallon and the Arts Council, the Manx Lit Fest, encourages youngsters and others to look into their culture and their language and their heritage. And, um, I mean, you've got off to a winning start at Queen Elizabeth II High School. I'm imagining you're planning on entering more students in future years to this new competition. Definitely. We will promote the competition and we we will also promote poetry and Manx culture with great gusto at QE2. Esther, you were runner-up in this new competition. Um, what sparked your interest in poetry and got you in a position where you felt you'd like to apply for this? Um, well, I'm doing English literature at A-level, so we've been studying poems already, and I thought it'd be a way to, like, um, by writing, then I'd be able to improve how I analyse them. Mm-hmm. Have you used a particular structure in, in writing your poem, or did you kind of just go with your instincts and sort of what happened is what happened? Um, I wrote it in a structure, so I had like three um, lines and then a couplet and three lines and a couplet like that, because I was originally going to do um, a even st- 
Lanzas, but I decided not to. And which one are you going to read for us today? The ninth one, I think. Well, yeah. take it away. A land that's not my own, but one I call my home. Born in the sound of bow bells, brought up in the squawk of seagulls, my cockney slang traded for a Gaelic twang. I stepped off the boat, a journey to a home away from home. Greeted by a gust of wind, my new life on island was about to begin. I fell in love with the foaming blue, glistening in the sun. I fell in love with the great grey cliffs towering among emerald hills. I fell in love with the golden sand spreading between my toes. That night, the moon shone brightly in the clear sky. Inside the sea-beaten walls of Peel Castle, the Mordi Dew howled its sad tale. The beauty of the hills still missed my eyes all around me. Menanin cloaks this magic isle. won the Manx Youth Bard competition. It's the first competition they've had. How does it feel to be the first Manx Youth Bard? It feels amazing. I mean, I was so shocked when I won. I really wasn't expecting it because I'm so new to the whole poetry scene. And it was just something I tried. And so winning that was such an achievement. It was so amazing, yeah. And I can tell by your accent that you're not necessarily native to the Isle of Man, like Esther. Um, did your uh, moving to the Isle of Man influence your poetry at all, like, like Esther's did? Well, when I came to the Isle of Man, because I was from Edinburgh, um, a city just like Esther, but when I came here, I just admired the beaches. I loved um, you know, going to Fenella Beach, and uh, I was just so fascinated by culture. I was fascinated by all the historical places such as Peel Castle and yeah I was just it was amazing moving here. Mm-hmm. In your writing I know you say you're new to the poetry scene but in your writing what topics have you explored? I've been doing a lot of creative writing since uh, from a very young age. Um, I love writing stories and I write a lot of songs as well but um, poetry was just something I wanted to try out something I'd never done before um, but yeah, no, I've always loved to write stories and write metaphors and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Well, that, that lends itself to poetry beautifully then. Did you find that you got something different out of writing poetry compared to writing stories? Definitely. I think um, there's something very different about writing poems to writing stories is that when you write poems, it's that you're almost telling a story but in a rhythmic form. It's very different um, and it's very metaphorical as well it's more of an allegory than you know most of the stories I would write and growing up are there any are there any writers who inspired you who you um, I don't know took direction from in in their structure or their their subject matter yeah I loved reading I like I read so many books um, I've always admired people like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien um, C.S. Lewis and uh, you know other ones like Dr. Seuss and things like that, but um, I'm very inspired poetry-wise by a book in the Bible called Psalms, where it's all about poems and songs, and uh, I was very inspired by the sort of creative ways of explaining um, images in that book. And do you think that's influenced how you've written your own poetry for for what you submitted for this competition? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
the poem I've written is about vanilla and so I include stories about water and there are lots of water metaphors in Samson so I was very influenced, you know, just reading that how did um, you know the, the writer of Sam's create these metaphors and how can I kind of use that in my own writing. It's really interesting that you've um, been so inspired by a religious text which is one of those almost mystical things where um, you don't imagine it to be crafted as much as it is um, trying to convey the truth as the writer believed it to be. The Bible is written by many different people. Um, you know, there are doctors who've recorded what they've witnessed in the Bible. Um, there are writers such as King David who wrote the Psalms. He, was, uh, he wrote songs and he was a musician and he was a worshipper, so his is more poetic and includes more imagery. So the Bible does change and it does um, have lots more um, different styles of writing. But, you know, Jesus himself, um, when he talks in the Bible, he speaks through parables and metaphors himself. So it's, um, yeah, it's very different the way they write, but I was very inspired by Psalms. You've chosen in this instance to write about Fenella. Um, tell us a little bit about the, how you discovered the story of Fenella and, um, and how you went about committing those thoughts to paper. So when I first moved to the island, one of the first places I went to was Fenella Beach and um, I remember seeing the carving there um, of Fenella and I just kind of um, watched this carving and thought, you know, what's her story, what's Fenella's story? She's looking out to see, you know, what does that, what does that convey, what does that tell? And I wanted to put that thought onto paper and kind of make up a story almost, but also influenced by the legends and myths I heard growing up on the island. Um, you know, the Irish ones as well, not just the Manx ones, um, very interesting ones about how she's Mananan's daughter. But I also wanted to give her more of a personal story, a personal background. So, yeah. Would you be all right to share that, that poem with us? Yeah, absolutely. A kiss that lingered on her lips, the rain that poured, cold wind did nip. What sorrow for Fenella waits, as lovers part to meet their fate. The sea devoured the sailing boat, Fenella's lover, now a ghost. Mananan carried out his wrath, consuming those in his warpath. The ship now gone with no remains, her lover persisted, unconstrained. For fair Fenella would not try to let him go, to say goodbye. She held the moment when he left, the kiss which sent him to his death. Oh, fair Fenella could not bear her lover being lost out there. And so she waits by the seashore, waiting for one whom she adores, until the waves will bring him home. Fenella Beach is where she roams. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Beautiful poetry from such young writers, wasn't it? So congratulations to Holly, the first Manx youth bard, and to Esther, a very close runner-up. On to something completely different now. Local hip-hop artist Mikey Gatt joins us in the studio for an exclusive play of his new track, The One, which we'll be hearing very soon. But first, I'm curious about what other musicians you listen to, Mikey. Who would you say are your main influences? I listen to a lot of different music. I don't just listen to the, like... I don't just listen to hip-hop, I don't just listen to pop music. I listen to things on a lot more of a production scale, so I can learn, so I can grow as with my art. I don't know, I just try and take anything from anything I hear. Mm-hmm. 
rather than just focusing on one kind of main area, I, I think a lot of my music has been opened up by the likes of people like Kanye West who have taken rap to a whole other category of music and complete almost commercialism, mm -hmm. but still keeping it real. Mm -hmm. I guess that could leave some doors open for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever sit down to like some classical music or? Yeah, uh... I do listen to. It. Oh, yeah, I love putting like Roy Ayers on or. I like love music, I guess. Yeah, like <laughs> a good ballad. Music. Yeah, yeah of for, it sure, well. for sure. Amazing. Well, I suppose it's it's really cool how all of those different genres can inf influence the one genre that you write in, and you you do write in hip hop. It's it's rap with um with music samples yeah. woven throughout. Um, when you're when you're creating the sounds like this this one that we're going to play today, it's got almost like a it sounds a bit like a theremin or a synth or something. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what, what it's called. I have no idea what it's called. I just kind of hear my music and go with it when I write. Um, I suppose, yeah, it's totally G-Funk influenced, by the way. That's Adam, my homeboy. Hey, Adam. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's totally G-Funk influenced me, straight up like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, that old 90s. But it, it wasn't the idea. Mm -hmm. I guess the main influence came from uh, Summer Madness by mm -hmm. Cool and the Gang. That's just like classic straight up through hip hop all the way. But I didn't want because that sample's been used a lot. Yeah. Kind of wanted to go my own way with it. I see. Okay, because I I didn't recognize it, but then hip hop's not um, a genre that I listen to an awful lot, and yeah. so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known. But that's interesting. So you're kind of um, you're, you're taking literal inspiration from other music, but doing something completely unique with it. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that. When you were growing up, how did you first get into music? What was um, what was your main influence? Did you, I don't know, start learning an instrument at school or something? Or is it what you were listening to? Uh, I remember as a kid, anything that was kind of musical, I'd want to pick up and play. But then I guess when I was about nine, ten, I started playing guitar, but my teacher told me I wasn't ready, so I didn't go back to my class. <laughs> and then I just told myself from the age of like 11 or 12 and when I went back to him we ended up just playing together we didn't have lessons mm -hmm. it's just like jamming we didn't really I don't know I guess I was at a level where he just wanted to play with me rather than like yeah. he didn't have too much to teach I suppose so I really pushed myself at that so they were less structured really it was more about enjoying playing the instrument rather than sitting down and studying it for sure I guess the studying just came with playing it it was about knowing my instrument. Right, I didn't never really cared much for the theory mm -hmm. yeah. until recently. Now I'm doing a lot more production stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I've really got to get my ears into it. I've got to pick every little thing out, make sure everything's right. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I suppose, and nothing sits right ever. Yeah, creativity and perfectionism—they yeah. often go hand in hand, don't yeah. they? Um, and you talk about doing more production. I didn't hear any guitar in this, so I'm imagining that maybe you don't like use the guitar much for your recording i'm not hearing instruments i'm hearing um like computer generated sound yeah so for sure. it, was the guitar sort of more of a doorway for you than it is um, a medium of expression now it's more how i find my roots in music i suppose because i don't like i said i don't really ever study the theory so when it comes to playing a keyboard maybe on the off chance i'll pick up my guitar to find the notes and then i'll go forth find them on the keyboard when it comes to putting my beats together, I guess I don't know how I go from A to B. There's a very long process and I couldn't couldn't write it down to you. It's a lot of listening, just paying attention to what sits right for me. Um, I'm not there yet. No way am I there yet. 
but hearing first versions of my tracks and then hearing more recent versions, I can definitely see how much I've improved, which I guess helps me stick out it for sure. So you so you'll create different versions of it. So you'll sort of write a track and it'll develop over time. Hundred percent. The songs must have been going what like a year now. Yeah, we're going back. A while. It takes me a long time, like it's like say a total perfectionist. If something isn't right, I ain't putting it out. Mm-hmm. No way. Um, and that's that's one of the biggest things about creativity and when you're sharing your art with other people when do you, for you when how do you know when it's right is it quite an intuitive process maybe by the sense of things <sighs> when is it ever right this yeah. is the thing oh no <laughs> the age-old battle isn't it yeah i don't know the answer to that question this isn't ready no but <laughs> i've got to take steps i've got to build something mm-hmm. start somewhere i guess because i suppose my music varies i I guess I'm quite diverse from what I've listened to and what I like. Yeah, for real. I couldn't put myself just in one direction with music, but I like where I'm going. I feel like I speak freely. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you can see yourself performing an 100%. awful lot? Yeah. Where would you hope to do that on the Isle of Man? On the Isle of Man? You're laughing. Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, I don't think that it'd be really cool to play like the f- little festivals we have and stuff like that. Maybe I'm looking on more of a global scale than to, too much the Isle of Man. I'm supposed to bring attention to the Isle of Man and what we have to offer. Mind if I touch on this subject briefly? It's uh has become very tricky over the past couple of years for anyone that is making original material where Mikey's doing his hip hop. I could be doing something completely different, guitar-based, this, that, and the other, but there's nowhere for anyone to play anymore. It's like Amber has gone, all the pubs that had bands gone, Carnival gone. It's like, if you're not in a cover band, you're not really going to survive, so you kind of have to look further than the Isle of Man. No, that's why you've got to write hits. I wouldn't even say it comes down to that. Not here. You know what I mean? Like, you need to build a following, yes. 100%. But here's not the place to do it if you want to make your own music I really don't think yeah for moment. sure I mean I'd, I think if I'd stuck on my perception of what I thought of things from here I would never have gone forth with what I'm doing I think this is a lot about being me whereas I think I repressed myself a lot because of what other people thought in your opinion then what is the answer to that problem um, and do you think the internet's played a big part in what you do especially based yeah here? 100% obviously if people are connected with around the world I wouldn't be able to keep in touch with them the way I can now and having been with them since I met them they've watched me develop I've watched them develop and I don't think I would have ever even given it a chance if I hadn't met those people um, I guess it was travelling that made me do what I want to do not really how I'd uh, what's the word like interceptor on the island mm-hmm. mm. yeah trying to intercept the scene yeah I get what yeah. you like I mean, there are there are other rappers and stuff over here but I've tried yeah, to connect real. it feels very um, every man for himself a little bit yeah for real there's no like camaraderie at all anymore but that happened a while ago while you've been doing nothing it's like well I say when you've been doing nothing while you've been sat there working and not doing anything to the public it's all just literally disappeared yeah, I did kind of dip out to mm. focus on what I'm doing. It happens. It's a big part of the creative process. It's like waves, yeah. isn't it? You've got to... You've got to know when to yeah. party, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, celebrate the right things. For real. So this song, it's the one. I guess it's just about 
it's about you yeah for sure it's, it's just totally you, straight it? up about me i guess it's just a little introduction to who i am what i'm going for and trying to keep it on a chill level with this one uh hope that everyone can enjoy i suppose this was the one that made me not just rap i brought back singing a little bit just to yeah yeah you're right see i meant to mention this to you just today it's like when you release this the last thing people are going to recognize you from is your singing in the band that you used to be in yeah so you've still got that if. connection of what you used to do in what you're doing now but you've expanded so much over what the past mm. many years so totally taking a different route mm -hmm. in my life for sure and it's a it's a really catchy chorus. You I think, think so? Yeah, very memorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, it got stuck in my head. That's true. makes me feel like I'm driving on the coast, the sunset. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> that's what the feeling I was going yeah. for. That glow. Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people want to get themselves a copy of this, when is it being released, and how can they access the music? Uh, four twenty. That's twentieth of April. Just it's a memorable date for a lot of people, and I suppose it's in fitting with it. Um, but um, it should be up on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, all of them basically. Mm -hmm. By that point, put my toe in the water. It's a reintroduction. <laughs> yeah. Mm Now the one you never wanna say bye to. Now the 
I should also say that Mikey brought creative support with him in the form of Adam Elston Lane, who was joining in on the conversation there. And if you want a copy of that track, The One, keep April the 20th in your diary when it will be released via all the usual streaming platforms. For now, that's all we have time for, but thank you for joining me. I'll be back next Wednesday at half past five. And don't forget, this programme is available as a podcast, which you can download on the Manx Radio website or subscribe to via iTunes, Google or Spotify. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you.